to be honest, I really didn't find what happened to the Penguins in the third period last night to be unsettling until, until about 20 minutes after it was over. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Penguins 7, Devils 6. I mean, that actually happened. Wow. The Penguins had a 6 to nothing lead. 6 to nothing lead entering the third period. And we're outscored 6 to 1 in the third, marking the first time in the NHL's century plus history that any team ever had won a game in which it was outscored by 5 in the final period. So, I guess congrats are in order. I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what reaction do you have to that? I mean, the same team also got you the 6 nothing lead and looked very much like it had learned its collective lesson from having a tough time over the weekend in Buffalo. But then... The third period happened, and all kinds of goals happened, and all kinds of mistakes happened. And I asked Mike Sullivan after the game, well, here, I'll just play it for you. Michael, what's the best way to describe what happened in the third period and what your reaction was to it, including in the locker room afterward? Well, I... I've never been through an experience like that, so I, it's uh, it's not an easy one to react to. I, I'm not sure I have a valid answer for you, and that's what I told the players. And, uh, you know, for me, obviously, not a lot went right for us. Uh, we certainly know that. We've got to be a whole lot better in a lot of areas to close out games and, uh, and not put ourselves in those types of positions. But uh, I just told the players that it's just something that, then I'm going to try to digest and uh, see what we can take from it. Fortunately, we, we still were able to, uh, to win the game. Um, but I, I, I don't know how to react to give you a real valid answer, quite honestly. Yikes, right? When have you ever known Sullivan to not have an answer, especially to a scene like what we witnessed out there. Somebody else asked him later in the same session, essentially the same question, and he still came back with, I, I don't have an answer for you. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know? <laughs> That's what he was doing, which I think is what a lot of us were doing, even as it was unfolding. And it's going to take... I would think more than a toss-and-turn night of sleep for Sullivan, Mike Vellucci, Todd Reardon, Mike Buckley, and the coaching staff. Never mind whatever Tristan Jari's got going through his head. 
and they are scheduled to have a practice today. And one would hope that they also have some time to rewind and digest the third period. And yeah, single people out, not publicly, and not even within the room. Sullivan doesn't believe in either. I I can tell you that unequivocally. I've learned that from him firsthand. He just does not believe in it. He does not like to go into the room, find one guy, and point to him and say this, this, and this. Hates it. Does not think that it's a productive thing to do for the broader team culture. But you're going to have to pull somebody into the office, you know? You're going to have to do something. And out of everyone that was involved in this, and it wasn't just one guy, but the one that you really need to talk to is Jari. Because what the heck was that? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. Monthly cost of cables over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is just 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. DVR comes for free. There's no such thing as installation. There's no contracts. You can cancel any time. And right now for listening to this podcast, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a 7-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. One more time, it's FuboTV.com slash DK for the free trial and 15% off your first month. Coaches don't like to confront goaltenders. Coaches, head coaches, don't even like to communicate with them. That's why the goaltending coaches are there, because head coaches are more often than not concerned that they're going to push just the wrong button that's going to send their guy into some kind of month-long spiral that they're not going to be able to come out of because you, the head coach, have lost faith in them. And now they're out there between the pipes thinking that every mistake that they make is going to be the one that gets them nailed to the end of the bench. And sure enough... When Sullivan was asked last night if he'd spoken with Jari, he flat out said no. Haven't talked to him. That's going to have to happen because Jari, in my eyes, and probably, probably in the eyes of his teammates, crossed a line last night. You have to read between the lines because skaters at all levels of hockey will never criticize their goaltenders. It's just totally counter to how that society works. It just is. But when Brian Dumoulin says that the Devils scored on a majority of their shots in the third period, Brian Dumoulin's a pretty smart dude, and Brian Dumoulin is right. The Devils did score on a majority of their shots. The Devils also were the beneficiaries of a Jari giveaway, of Jari taking a stupid penalty, 
And then, most egregiously, of Jari apparently setting up to try to hit an empty net. While the Penguins were protecting a two-goal lead, and of course the Devils scored after that, and made that only a one-goal lead. After all that, after having that kind of a train wreck period, for this guy to have it even cross his cranium in any capacity that he should be going for something like this is nuts. Even by goalie standards, that's nuts. And all goalies begin the process nuts. What do you say to him? I have no idea. I'm grateful that I'm not a goalie coach. I have told you, our listeners, many times that I've had a difficult time myself communicating with Jari, meaning I can't really read him. I can't figure out what's going on through his head, you know, like ever. Good, bad, otherwise always super polite and friendly. Don't don't mistake this for him being like uh, off-putting or whatever. He's anything but, but that. But I can't figure him out. I can't get a feel. And after a lot of years of Marc-Andre Fleury and then Matt Murray, both of them being really open books in a lot of ways. Same is true of Casey DeSmith. Same is true of almost everybody I've covered. This one I just don't understand. And I've never understood him less than I did on this night in this period. I have no idea what he could have been thinking. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's what Sullivan meant by his reply to me, because that's kind of the same spirit in which he offered his answer, isn't it? He's got to be thinking to himself, wow, I can't say to this reporter that my goaltender just flipped his lid. I have no idea how to explain what my goaltender just did. And I, and I can't say that. And Sullivan took a few extra minutes even coming to this post-game Zoom call. Maybe to just try to <laughs> gather himself for what was inevitably going to be the first question that he faced. And he still, still didn't have one. That tells me that he was mystified by what he saw from the goaltender. How do you handle it? How do you handle it? Well, you can go into the locker room today and say, boys, here are some examples of some things that you messed up and show a couple of the mistakes that Chris Letang made. And he had a bad period, too. And show what these guys did wrong and say, fellas, we can't do this anymore. And, oh, by the way, shooting for an empty net there. <laughs> Ixnay on that. All right, kids? All right, all of you in this room who happen to be goaltenders, Trying to shoot into empty nets. Bad thing. Let's not see that again. Maybe he can do that. But the more pressing issue and the concern that comes with it is that two months and change of Jari being really, really, really good sure felt like it got obliterated in the span of 20 minutes, didn't it? I mean, he actually looked fine, I thought, for the first two periods. Not just because the Devils were getting blown out. You go back to very early in the first period, he made a couple of big saves at the five-minute mark. Remember that? And 
then... Oh boy. I'm glad I'm not a head coach in the NHL. When we come back, just one question. back today's just one question is brought to you as always on this program by the good people at the greater pittsburgh community food bank they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western pennsylvania and with the pandemic ongoing with the vaccination process ongoing we do still have neighbors in need above the norm If you can help, please do go to pittsburghfoodbank.org and spell it out, pittsburghfoodbank.org, to find out how $1 from you can result in five full meals for those in need. Today's question comes from Jessica Lynn, and she asks, Mike Sullivan's never experienced this team scoring a bunch of goals and then sitting back and playing zero defense and giving them all back? Really? (laughs) Oh, that's beautifully worded. I'm sure that he has. But this was still so different. It just was. There were a couple dynamics in play here. One was that Jari was losing his gourd, and awful. I didn't even mention the hideous short side goal uh, to Vadim Sharangovich. Just horrible. I mean, you remember the one? That's the one where Mike Matheson was chasing him down the rink. Just unbelievably bad short side goal. And that was the first bad one. That was like the one where you went, wait a second, what's going on with him? But to watch your goalie fall apart and then to not do anything about it. You know, Sullivan was also asked if he had ever had any thought to pulling Jari. And he came back with a simple and terse no. He was going to let Jari lose this game. Jake Gensel, by the way, went down to a knee to block a point shot with less than two seconds left in regulation. I'm not saying that would have tied it, but the way Jari was going, I'm not saying it wouldn't have either. So no, I I don't think I don't think Jess that he had ever experienced anything like it. He's faced with a situation where he's probably, and I don't want to put words in his mouth here. I, already played the audio from him, and you can decipher from it what you want. But he's probably, if not outright angry, then at least deeply disappointed in his goaltender's effort-slash-approach. And that is not a common occurrence for a head coach in the NHL. You can have a goalie having a terrible night, but you can't have a goalie, or you don't often have a goalie who looks like He mailed it in for the period. Like he said, la-di-da or ha-ha or whatever. So I'm telling you, I've listened already to his response to me 
many times, and that's what I'm starting to come away with it from. And again, you're free to do what you want with it yourself. What you heard earlier in this program was the entire unedited answer that he gave me. So your judgment is as good as mine on this. But I'm telling you that mine is is that he didn't know what to do with a goalie behaving like that. Totally different situation. Thanks for the question, Jess. Thanks to everybody for listening to this. There will be a daily shot of Penguins tomorrow, although I might have to be a little quicker than usual in case the Penguins need me to suit up as the e-bug when Casey DeSmith starts tomorrow night against the Devils. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.